Well, praise God. God is so good. We're starting a new series this month and it's on the Holy Spirit. Amen. We talked about Jesus and uh, last month and we, we talked about how, how awesome it is to develop your relation with Jesus. But now we're going to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit and uh, how the Holy Spirit operates in our lives and how he works with us, glory to God. And, and it, it's pretty awesome. So we're going to look at uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14 to start off with. And I love this. And it says uh, here, it says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is um, uh, a salutation. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I love that because in this scripture right here, it reveals the, you know, the, the triune, triunity or the trinity of God. And God is, 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 you know, God is one, but he's manifested in three persons. And of course, we know that, and, and it's a mystery, so it's kind of it's, it's hard to understand what that means. But, you know, the Father implements the plan, Jesus executes the plan, and the, and the Holy Spirit reveals the plan. So, so, so that gives you, a, you know, the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth of God's word to us. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians, uh, the, uh, the same uh, 13, 14, the message version. It says, the amazing grace of our master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. So, you know, I, I'm going to say this, that the, the, the Lord wants to walk with each one of us. And I think sometimes in our walk as Christians, I think sometimes our, our only real experience, I'm not talking about this group, but probably a lot of Christians other than this group here, is that our only experience with God is probably just Sunday mornings. Okay. Uh, in other words, we, 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 love, we love being in church and we love sensing the presence of God. And, you know, I made a statement last week that Sundays is my most favorite day of the week. Can anybody agree? But you know what? As I was thinking about that today, I was driving. I'm thinking every day should be my favorite day of the week if we're walking with God. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, I should be just as excited on Monday morning than I am on Sunday. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because God's with us. Amen. And he wants to illuminate us. He wants to reveal his love to us. And I think the body of Christ, a lot of the body of Christ, I'm not, I'm not focusing on you guys because I think you guys are a little different. But this is for the CD you're going to give out to, to somebody. And, uh, but I think the body of, of Christ, I think how they relate to God is more uh, that God is a, a, a person that, 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 that they go to when they're in a crisis. In other words, we tend to just, we only tend to get to God when there's a problem. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, our only communication with God, a lot of times, a lot of Christians, only they will only communicate with God when they need something. And God did not, he didn't create us just to, uh, just to ask, you know, and yes, we need to petition God. And the, the, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive and your joy will be made complete. But, but, but we need to have a relationship, it needs to be more than just us petitioning or asking God for things. Or, or asking God to help us out of our issues. Now, I, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? 
Our, our, our walk with God should be a little bit more than that, okay? And if that's only our walk, if we're only connecting to God when we have a problem, then we got a problem. <laughs> Amen. I call it foxhole religion. What does that mean? It means that you're, you're, you're in a place where, where, where you're in a tight spot and the only way you feel you can get out of it is by getting God into your equation. I'm going to say this to you today. If you're born again, you already have God in your equation. God is with you, the hope of glory. And we need to get a revelation of that. Because if you get a revelation that God is in you and he's with you, it doesn't matter what lion den you walk into. Because those lions, those mouths of those lions are going to shut up. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? It doesn't matter what it looks like. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why the just shall live by faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The just shall live by faith. In other words, the just shall live by faith when you're encountering the wilderness in your life. That's when you have to walk by faith. Amen. When the wilderness, when you're experiencing all the negativity and things aren't looking right, that's when you have to walk in faith. And so we, we see here that, uh, that uh, the Apostle Paul, this is in Acts 19, and this is about 20 years after the Holy Spirit had invaded the church and the, and the, and the church got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says in Acts 19, 1 and 2, it says, And it happened why... Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, a lot of the body of Christ, they know God the Father, they know Jesus, but they're not really intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and he says to them, uh, in what were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. So we found out that they were Baptists. Well, we'll continue. Then Paul said, then Paul said, John, indeed, baptized, hallelujah. Anybody used to be a Baptist? Okay, we won't go there. And Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who, could, who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. That's pretty powerful. So we, you, you see here that... that, that uh, Paul got them in the right direction and they, got, and they received the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in other tongues and they prophesied. God wants to move through you. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? We got to get out of the way and let God, allow God to move through us. Amen? And so, so the Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you how the Holy Spirit functions today. And the Holy Spirit is not, you know, anybody ever see Star Wars? I guess everybody's seen Star Wars, you know. And, and it's like, you know, the, let the force be with you. You ever heard that? Let the force. The Holy Spirit is not a force. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not just a feeling. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not a something. Amen. Something told me. Hello, are you listening? No, the Holy Spirit is, is, is uh, the third person of the Godhead. 
Oh, you hear what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit is a person. And we need to get a revelation. And you can talk to the Holy Spirit. You can worship the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is God. Amen. And so we see this and we've got to get the revelation of that. In John 14, 17, this is Jesus speaking. And he says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. That's pretty awesome. I love that because, you know, the greatest gift the greatest gift that God has given the world is Jesus. And the greatest gift that God has given the church is the Holy Spirit. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And we have to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. I love this because, you know, we, there's a revelation of, the, of God, the Trinity of God. And in, in Genesis... 126, it says this way, it says, Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over all the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we see here, it says here, let us make man. Think about that. See, Jesus it was not created. Now, I'm just going back to you. Jesus was not created by God. Hello. Jesus always existed with the Father. Hello. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God did not create Jesus, and God did not create the Holy Spirit. They're three in one. Are you hearing what I'm We don't serve three gods. We serve one God in three persons, and they have distinct, different functions. Hello. And so we got to get rid of it. And sometimes you may, some people say, it's hard to wrap my head around that. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it. Because it, it's not an easy teaching to embrace. But if God is a God that I can figure out, he's not the God that I want to serve. In other words, there's a, there's a mystery in God. And that's why we walk in faith. You're not going to know and understand how every intricate detail of how God is put together. You may not understand it, but God is God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to believe it. Amen. Amen. And so let's look at Matthew 3, uh, 13 through 17. And this is the account of Jesus uh, being water baptized. And this kind of, this reveals, you know, the, uh, the Father... And it reveals the Holy Spirit and reveals Jesus. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, and when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So we see here, we see Jesus uh, we, 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 we see that the Holy Spirit is, is in this picture here. The Holy Spirit as, the, uh, as a dove coming upon Jesus. And we, and we hear the voice of the Father. 
So, so, so we see that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is all in this one context. Is that pretty amazing? And so God is awesome. And I love this because Jesus, think about this. Jesus actually, he's, he's, he's our teacher, he's our savior, and he's our master. Amen. And Jesus, when he walked down here, he, he laid down his glory. He laid down his divinity to pick up our humanity. And see, I don't believe Jesus did a miracle until he was baptized uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not recorded that he did miracles when he was a boy. It's not, there's no recording of that in the scriptures. No, he started his miracle ministry when he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, what Jesus was doing, he was, come, he was acting like a, he, was, he, he laid down his divinity. So he was walking as a man anointed by the power of God. And so he revealed, he revealed miracles and he did all these things. And then he started saying, he said to his disciples, he said to us, he said, the works that I do, you can do. And greater works. And so what he was doing, he was teaching us that we can walk just like him. Oh man, pastor, you mean you're saying to me that I can walk like Jesus? Yes, I'm saying that you can walk like Jesus. That you have the power of the Holy Spirit residing. Man, you've got to get a revelation of that. You have the power of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. You see, listen, you know, you, you, you hear me preach and you say, wow, what a wonderful orator. <laughs> but, I, you know, you may say that or you may say, oh, he's all right. But you know what? I'm not up here. I'm not doing this by myself. Amen. You better give some credit to the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost, I'm allowing the Holy Ghost to work through me. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So I got to give, see, I like to say, my wife and the Holy Ghost makes me look good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the Holy Ghost that will make you look good when, when, when nothing else will. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I give God, we got to give God all the glory. I love this uh, in Isaiah 11:2. It says it this way. It says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Think about that. The, the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Say, I have wisdom. See, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the wisdom of God. You can unlock the mysteries of God with, because you are in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit that unlocks it to us. You believe that today? You have understanding. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have understanding. I just don't know what to do. Yes, you have a Holy Spirit that will show you what to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? we got to get a revelation of that. You're not in this thing by yourself. I remember I was in the shower, and then I don't know, I was, I was you know, I was just showering, and the Spirit of the Lord said to me, uh, uh, we're in this together. We're in this together. I, I may have been thinking, like, how am I going to live this? You know, I don't know what I was doing. But all I know is the Lord said, we're in this together. God is with you. He's with you today. 
That's why we don't need to get down and depressed, amen, looking at, looking at our circumstances, because your circumstances are subject to change. They're temporary, subject to change, but the Word of God is eternal. And the eternal Word of God, illuminated by the Holy Spirit, will change the temporary circumstances and situations in your life. You believe that today? Say it's changing for the better. Amen. That's hope. Hope says things are changing for the better. Fear says things are changing for the worse. Hold on tight. No, they're changing for the better. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so Matthew 28, 19 says it, uh, says it this way. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that just reveals to you the power of the Godhead and that, that we, you know, some people say, should you baptize in just Jesus's name only? You know, uh, Paul baptized those people in, 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 that we just read in Ephesus 19, or I'm sorry, in Acts 19. He baptized them in Jesus' name. But I believe in baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Put them all, you know, put the Trinity in there, glory to God. And, there's, and I'm going to say this, the Holy Spirit is God. Yes. I mean, it's, he represents, he reveals the heart of the Father. He reveals Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals what God thinks. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I like this because in Acts 5, 2 and 4, this reveals the, 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 the God uh, of the Holy Spirit, and it says here, uh, let me just give you a, a little information here. They, they, the, the church was just starting, and, and, and the power of God was moving in the church, like this morning, and, 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 and miracles and healings were going on, and then people were selling property. They were selling property, and they were giving the proceeds to the church, and they were laying it at the apostles' feet. I'm telling you, that's revival. <laughs> That's when people start selling stuff and giving it to the church, especially their own property, you know revival's coming on. When, when God starts affecting your money, hello, you know, when you start giving your money like that, revival has hit the church. And so, and they were selling things and all that. And Barnabas, you know, sold a piece of land, gave it, and I'm telling you, they, you know, they gave it, and, and it was, you know, it was in public. And they were seeing this, and they, and, and maybe Barnabas got some limelight from it. They were, they were praising God for Barnabas' faithfulness and giving this into, into the kingdom. And then Ananias and Sapphira. Anybody ever heard of these people? And, uh, and they, you know, they said, you know, I think that they, they thought, well, you know what, we want a little bit of attention. We, you know, we, we, we want some, uh, some glamour, you know, we want to receive some, some notoriety. And, and they said, you know, they got together, they sold a piece of land, but they, but they kept back a certain amount of it. And, and, and they kind of, they, they were, they were deceiving, they were deceiving, you know, what they were doing with that piece of land that they were giving the whole amount. And it says here, and in, in Acts 5, 2 and 4, it says, And he kept back part of the proceeds. And his wife, also being aware of it, brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? 
and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Why it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So, he, so, so what, what did Peter say? Peter said, you know, uh, you, you, you can't, you listen, you can fool some people some of the time, but you cannot fool God none of the time. You may be able to look good on the outside and be able to fool some people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Some of the time. But, but our life is an open book to God. And unfortunately, it's an open book for the devil too. And they're all watching. God, the devil, people. And we're all being watched. And the enemy wants to have an opportunity to attack our Lives, Amen. And so we see here that uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, well, what happened here in Acts was that uh, I didn't put it down, but Ananias died in church. Ugh. Wow, that, that's kind of harsh. And then, you know, he died in church, and then Peter says, go bury him. You know, I, I guess you have to get a burial team. I, I hope I don't have to get that as one of my teams. Hello, <laughs> buried people, amen. And, uh, and so they, they, had, they buried him. And then, of course, you know, Sapphira came in. And then Peter asked her the same thing. And Peter uh, asked her, did you sell the land for a certain amount? And she said, yes. And then she died too. And then the whole church got freaked out. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the Bible says the fear of God came in on that church. And then, you know, the Bible said that some did not come back to church. But those that, that love God, they fear God. And I'm telling you, revival broke out. And when we get a reverential fear of God, see, see you got to have two uh, components. And this is free today. It wasn't part of my notes. But you have to have two components in your walk with God. You have to understand the love of God. Amen. You have to understand that he loves you, that he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love and kindness and tender mercies, that his mercies are renewed every morning. And praise God on that. But you've got to understand the severity of God also. In other words, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Hello. And if you get that in your equation, the love of God and the severity. In other words, there's a judgment side of God. And if you get that straight in your equation, you're going to walk straight in God. But if you got, you're too far over in the love of God, then you, you think almost because you could go and sin. And you think because lightning had a strike, God is okay with that. But whatsoever a man sows... So shall he reap if he so. Are you listening to us? In other words, eventually it will come back. But then you can be over here and you can think of the severity of God and you can get legalistic. And you think, oh God, I got to make sure I breathe right today. I got to make sure everything is right. And you can get so legalistic that you, have, you don't enjoy the walk. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we got to stay in the middle. The love of God, and but we got to mind our P's and Q's as well. And when we have that working in, are you listening to what I'm saying? In our Christian walk, then we'll, then, woo, glory to God, we will experience the blessings of God like no other. Amen? 
I like this because you got to understand this. And sometimes you hear preachings and, I, I, you know, I, these preachings, people love to hear it. It's almost like where we're in Christ and God never gets irritated with us. You know, God's wrath has been already placed on Jesus. And so he's never going to get angry with us or he's not going to get upset or uh, have you read your Bible? Have you just read your Bible? Just read your Bible. God took some people out in the Old Testament. Well, we're not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. What, what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? That's New Testament theology. Hello. Ooh, what? That's New Testament. They died. That, what? That's, a, that's a forming of the church. We know the power of God. But this is, this is interesting. God has feelings. The Holy Spirit can feel. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. And you know, uh, it says here in Ephesians 4, 25 and 31, it says, therefore put away lying. What? Why would Paul write this to the church of Ephesus? We're blood-bought saints. We don't lie. Because some might be lying out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not alive. You, you better not. I, I, there's no, I don't want, listen, the Bible says all liars will find themselves in the fire that burns with brimstone. Hello. But that's talking about unbelievers. Keep reading your Bible. In other words, we need to start walking with God and we don't want to lie. Amen. Well, who's, who's the biggest liar? Satan. And we're not going to be like that other guy. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm not going to be like the other guy. Sometimes, you know, I'm walking and sometimes I get upset and I start yelling and the Holy Spirit is saying, you're acting like the other guy. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Any of you ever act like the other guy? The one that's condemned? That's... Oh, you hear what I say today? No, listen, we don't want to act like the other guy. Amen. We want to act like Jesus. It says, let each one of you speak truth with each other neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. It's not, it's not, listen, it's okay to get angry at situations. You know, it's not a sin to get angry, but the sin is, is, is that if you're staying angry. Amen. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Look, look what, what he said now. This is just a side note. He's saying that we work not just for our needs. We don't work just for a living. He's saying that when we work, we should, some of our finances should be to expand the kingdom of God. We work, amen, not for a living, but for a giving. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And so it says here, uh, uh, let him work with his hands, giving to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. I'm telling you, that's what gets us in trouble. But what is good for the necessary of edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. My question to you this morning, are you putting something in, in the buckets of people or are you taking something out of the buckets of people? Are you, are you giving an encouraging word or are you giving a derogatory word? Uh, hello. Hello. But I'm in church today, Pastor. And do not grieve. Now look, look at this. The next thing it says here. Edification. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So if then that tells me, as believers, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Ooh, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because listen, I believe this, and, 
this is, this is me. I, I, I believe in, and, and the Bible actually says the kingdom of God is righteousness. Amen. Righteousness. In other words, the kingdom of God is righteousness. In other words, Jesus paid the price for us to have right standing with God. The kingdom of God is right standing with God in Christ Jesus. But then it's also, the Bible actually says the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.